I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9to5er turned top producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're going to tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. I almost can't believe I'm saying it, but welcome to the 100th episode of the Market Authority Show. I am so excited that you're here, so thank you for joining us today. (laughs) I have created the Market Authority Show about two years ago to really create a space for conversations that inspire action and motivation for real estate agents. And we've had some incredible guests on in that time, and we've shared so many ideas, strategies, and stories. So for this special 100th episode, we wanted to do something different. Today, I am sharing a fireside chat featuring Market Authority Academy alums who embody everything that we're about, hardworking real estate agents who are creating a business and life they love. I lead this panel through a few topics like what's working in their business this year, what their goals are, ways they find more balance and fun in their day-to-day, and they share their best tips and advice for you. My goal when putting this conversation together was to kind of share how growth looks for different real estate agents. And the reason this was important for me to share with you today is because I think that a lot of times we assume that growth has to look one way for every agent for it to be considered success. And I'm here to say that that is not the case. Depending on what season of life you're in, depending on what season your business is in, you always have the opportunity to show up and be successful in that moment. The trick is determining what that needs to look like for you with where you're at. And these stories that we're sharing with you today do an amazing job of illustrating that. So I'm really, really excited that you're here. I'm also so lucky to be joined by our amazing guests today. You're going to love them. You'll hear from Abe out of San Antonio and Caitlin from Nashville, both who have been in the Market Authority Academy for over a year and have seen incredible transformations in their business. Because these two are so giving to the MAA community, I recently invited them to become MAA ambassadors to support current members of the Market Authority Academy and continue to share strategies and lessons that they learn along the way. So we're really excited about that. You will also hear from Karen Ann out of Athens, Georgia, our success coach. Karen Ann has been part of the Market Authority Academy since the first beta group back in 2020, but she and I go even way back beyond that. 
She has seen fantastic achievements in her business since then. Her mastery over the MAA principles made her a natural fit when it was time to bring on a success coach for the program last year, and she has been an incredible part of the team. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with my team to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. But for now, let's bring on our guests and kick off this special 100th episode of the Market Authority Show. So this is our first MAA panel or fireside chat, as I'm kind of thinking of it. And I'm super excited to chat with you guys. So I want to just thank each of you for joining me. We've got Abe, we have Caitlin, and we have Karen Ann. Okay, so let's start with a quick intro, just in case any friends listening in haven't um, had the pleasure to meet you guys yet. I want to start with Abe to share a quick um, about you, kind of where you're at today and how you got there. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm uh, in San Antonio, Texas. I'm with uh, Keller Williams uh, team called the Neil and Neil team. Uh, been in real estate for just a little bit under two years now um, and was in prior sales before that for 18 years in, in car sales. Um, do you uh, I don't know if you want like transactional numbers at all or you want to just kind of, sure. you know, uh, stick with that as far as the basics. Let's get to that next. Okay, sure. Yeah, I do want to hear about it, but let's get to that next. Great. All right. Thanks, Abe. Welcome, welcome. Caitlin, you're up. So I'm Caitlin Henderson with Parks in Hendersonville, Tennessee, just north of Nashville. I'm going into year three in the business after a lifetime of saying I would never get into real estate. I was raised by a realtor, but didn't have the perspective of what that can provide for you until adulthood. After I had checked all the boxes and got the big shiny salary career and discovered there's something more here. And I believe in helping people that want more for themselves and the ones they love most. And to me, the most noble way to do that is real estate. Love that. Thanks, Caitlin. Okay, Karen Ann, you're next. My gosh, I love that too. And I did not (laughs) know how I can follow you guys. You are amazing. Um, I'm Karen Ann and I am um, coming up on six years in real estate. I am in a small town um, outside of Athens, Georgia, um, about an hour and a half north of Atlanta. And um, I got into this business similar to Caitlin. I had um, my mom was uh licensed and she was like go get your real estate license you can have a flexible schedule and like be home with your kiddos (laughs) which i was homeschooling at the time and i was like yeah i can totally do that and make lots of money and it's gonna be great little did i know um that that path was um going to be a lot harder than i expected it to be but it has been literally life-changing and um it's been a really, really great decision for me. Oh, I love that. Awesome. All of you guys are in Market Authority, which is awesome. Kate, um, Caitlin, you've been in for a little over a year. Abe, probably a year and a half-ish. Close, yeah. Yeah. And then Karen Ann, um, you were part of our beta group who started back in um, January 2020, which is super cool. <laughs> Yes. So we've, we've kind of have the the whole journey here. And one thing that's really interesting and um, 
one thing that I wanted to hone in on was a little bit about like what different seasons of growth and what what seasons of growth can look like for different real estate agents. And I think that that's a really important thing to talk about as we go into 2023, because we're going into what hope what I'm hoping is going to be a more normal market. We're going to have a little bit more balance. I think there will still be some things that are challenging, what with the state of the economy, the state of the world, of course. Um, but we're kind of leaving that like post-pandemic chaos that was 2021 and 2022. And I think that what we're going to see is a lot of agents um, who maybe are not accustomed to a more normal pace are going to start wondering what normal actually means and looks like for them. And so my goal during this conversation is to provide a couple of different perspectives of, um, you know, what business looks like for us in all different corners of the country. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to kind of lean into to that side of the discussion and where I want to start is just kind of looking back. So what I want to hear from you guys is how last year went and maybe share some like really big wins last year and even maybe some big losses too, which I can always share in mine, but I want to start with you guys and, and we'll start with Abe. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, one thing about San Antonio, it's actually pretty interesting. We're a very well, I guess what you'd call insulated market. Um, we've actually, uh, we just recently had our housing forecast. They talked a lot about the stats here in town and it's um, it's pretty interesting um, on average, like they, um, our our uh, board just came out with the, the numbers for San Antonio and on average in San Antonio year over year from December to December, our numbers price like median price and average price actually went up still from mm -hmm. a year, you know, 2021. And so um, I know a lot of markets have gone down. And so San Antonio is pretty well insulated um, in terms of kind of how that's helped. I was like really, really buyer heavy when I started in real estate in 2021, as I think most anybody who started that year was just because of the number of buyers that were out there. Um, and it was it was one of those things where I only had a few listings. Um, it was mostly sphere. I didn't necessarily really learn a lot at that time, just because those listings in general just didn't stay on the market long. Um, they, you know, it was like pretty much anything you know came and went very fast. And um, so for 2022, what was interesting is um, that I started out like just really I, I kind of, I don't know, uh, under the gun, I guess, thinking like, OK, I'm going to just, you know, shoot for the moon. And I had all these transactions from 2021. And then in 2022, the, the first quarter didn't start out that great for me. It was OK, but not great. And then my team um and i know we've discussed this a little bit uh, on our calls and in the in the group but our team um switched my focus from buyers to sellers and it really just kind of put me at what i felt at the time at least was a disadvantage just because i didn't have that much experience I was really having to completely learn a whole new skill and really just do it on the fly after having probably one of the worst quarters that I had ever had as well. And so, um, so that, that shift though, it wound up actually working out really well for the second half of the year. Um, and it was because I was learning the things that I needed to learn. And as the market started to shift from more buyers as the rates were going up to more sellers, um, 
it actually wound up benefiting me because um, at the end of the year, I was able to do a lot more listings. Uh, I was able to work with a lot more clients who, you know, even just just the number of appointments that I went on for listing presentations was such a help because it enabled me to really polish my my skills and conversations around listings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, so for me, it, my numbers ultimately were not as good as they were the year before, you know, and it was kind of a tough pill to swallow because initially my my whole goal ending 2021 was like, oh, next year I want to break through this next ceiling. And I had to really put it in perspective that even if my numbers didn't break through a ceiling, I still did. Basically, um, I was still able to, you know, increase the level of my skills. I was able to take on a whole new, uh, I guess, skill set overall and really push my business in a very different direction. I love that perspective. And another one of those big wins was also really diving into like your personal database and and making sure that a significant portion of your business, at least, um, was coming from like self-generated business, or that was at least a focus of yours, right? Yeah, for sure. So, so what happened in the the first, you know, nine months of 2021 or last nine months of 2021, when I got into real estate was, I think I only did like, I don't know, five or six transactions out of you know 33 or something that i did in that first year and then last year wound up actually doing about 40 percent almost of my business out of direct from database repeat client stuff sphere um and and those those items so yeah that's huge that's huge and that'll just keep going which is awesome yeah this year i've already started out with i think more than that now so in terms of what i have in the pipeline and on the market okay okay so big picture loving it Thanks, Abe. So Caitlin, why don't you give us a little bit of a look how last year went? Um, just kind of like a high-low. Cool. Um, so wins or highs would be, I learned so much this last year. It se- there was nothing textbook about, honestly, any of my closings last year. Mm-hmm. I had eight, which was the most I had ever had, which um, my goal was 13. Again, nothing about those were traditional. So um, now I've shifted my focus. Can I just have a couple that are, you know, semi-predictable, but that's that's the thing. None of them are predictable. That's fine. Um, so the I would have to say learning so much and now I'm reaching a point I'm noticing, like I'll reach out to my title attorney to confirm my understanding on something. And just this last week, he's like, you know it. He's like, you know way more than you think you do. And now it's just coming out. I don't have to think about it anymore. So Mm -hmm. that's been really encouraging. And then as far as like loses, I don't believe anything happens in vain as far as like negatives from the last year, because all of it can propel you to greater growth and lessons moving forward. But my biggest um, self-reflection when we were transitioning into 2023 is recognizing I said yes to a lot of the wrong things last year, both in business and personally. And um, this year I'm just discovered if it is outside of my why or my business, I'm going to start learning to respectfully say no. I love that. Can you give us, would you feel comfortable giving us an example? Absolutely. Um, You want one of each like business and professional? Sure. 
So business wise, um, I used to just white knuckle any opportunity that presented itself to me. Mm -hmm. And I have learned numerous uh, lessons the hard, hard way, but two really significant ones that will forever be part of my real estate story. And it's officially, it's not enough for me to just accept the listing. If it is outside of something I can get behind and feel confident representing same way, if you're going to sell something, I believe you need to believe in it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe in a property, for example, I'm going to start humbly letting myself let someone else have that opportunity. Okay. So that would be the business one. And then personally, I wear a lot of hats, always have. Sometimes it's a strength, sometimes it's a curse, but trying to navigate, um, wanting to be involved because when people see that you're someone that's a go-getter and you're going to be like a dog with a bone, like with accomplishing certain things, they want you to be a part of all of their things. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I said yes to a lot of those things. I was on multiple different committees last year. I worked in different places in our church and I've just found a place to gracefully step back outside of my couple like heart things beyond that. My clients have to come first this year. That's so cool. You know, it's interesting. Um, those are all such growth aspects, right? But they're, they're things that happen behind the scenes before really big numbers tend to happen. And when I, <laughs> you were sharing some of the situations, some of the transactions that you were having, and I was like, how is this possible, Caitlin? <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> and, and I always wonder, like, how is, um, like, like, what is life gearing you up for? And, and you're learning these skills for a reason, because I'm with you, like, every failure is, is something like leading you to something better. Like I actually have a really positive perception of failure and losses because I'm always like, oh, good, a problem. What what is this going to lead us to? Like it's it's interesting and it's it's exciting to me. Um, sometimes painful, but but I have the same perception. And I just listen to that and I'm like, what is what are you gearing up for? What is this path leading you towards? Because you're going to need those skills for a reason. It's exciting. I had a lender recently, he told me, cause he just bust out laughing cause another just off the wall situation happened. I called him to ask if it was normal cause I'm still young in the business. Mm -hmm. And he just cackled laughing at me. And he said, Caitlin, I never know what I'm gonna get when you call me, but I just know <laughs> oh, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm like, oh gosh. So well, we that continued. Yeah, <laughs> that says a lot about your ability to handle stressful situations and to um, lean into your own resilience and know that you can handle something that's coming for you, even if you know, um, it might be a new situation. So um, I'm I'm excited to see how that continues to serve you going forward, because those are great qualities in an agent. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Karen Ann, your turn. Give us a give us a high low. How's it how to go last year? And, and what are we looking for um, going into this year? Yeah. So last year was actually like a breakthrough year for me, um, which was very, very exciting. Um, lots of changes and challenges along the way, but um, I actually had my first six figure year, which was a huge goal of mine since I got into the industry. And I'm so excited to say that I hit it and I'm like, oh gosh, can I keep it up for next year? Right. Which I, I feel like I can, but I don't know. There's always like that little bit of doubt in the back of your head, like, nah, you can't do it, you know? So that is something that, um, 
I'm definitely trying to take into the new year is just, um, you know, positivity and like the confidence and believing in yourself because, um, I can do it and I proved it to myself. So I need to continue to believe in it. Um, but last year started off really weird. Um, I was actually like randomly on a team, um, because I had that like lack of confidence that I could do it. So I joined a team and I was like, ah, I, I don't know why I did this. It's not a good fit. I left the team and I completely soared. I went really deep right back into market authority. Um, I had my husband um, who officially joined me um, as my admin in 2020. Um, we like really just, I don't know, we just went into it with a totally different mindset and we put our plan together and we just literally trusted the process and watched it unfold, which was incredible. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. Um, and some of my losses, I would say, would be that um, I was, I don't know, I hate to say that this is a loss. It is, but it's not, I don't know. It's its challenging to like think about it this way, but I sort of lost myself in my business. So I like had these goals and I was pushing for these goals and I had so much change. We had just moved into a new house. Um, in April, we decided to um, stop homeschooling our children who we've always homeschooled. It wasn't just a pandemic thing. It was a, um, a like a choice, a life choice situation. And so we decided not to homeschool them anymore. And that, um, that kind of was a loss, right? Um, in ways uh, for us emotionally. And we just went through all of these big changes. And I just feel like, where was I in all of this? It was just like, we have to make decision, decision, decision. We have to just, you know, just live in the life every single day and just like working and, and doing everything with the kids. And um, I just feel like I kind of lost myself, um, but that's okay. Cause I've made a plan. <laughs> gone back to my roots and made a plan to, um, to really like find myself again. So, um, I, I like lost myself so much that I even like stopped cooking dinner. I was like delegating that to my husband who, um, should not have that, that was, should not have been something that should have been delegated to him. <laughs> to him. Um, because one, I love to cook like truly. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, he doesn't. So, um, that just, it didn't make sense. And so we're kind of like getting back into this rhythm of like, oh, we can do this. And we're having family time. Just, it just looks different. And so um, I think kind of overcoming those changes um, in the midst of having this like breakthrough year where it's like, oh my gosh, I got my first like million dollar deal this year. And I took my kids to Disney and, and like, I just never could have imagined that before. So Wow. So, so it's so interesting how, as we like reach new levels of growth and, and when we have those big breakthroughs, it's never like happening in a silo. It's always going to like cause ripple effects in other places of your life because just the nature of, of being a real estate agent, it's so interwoven with, um, with our personal life and our day to day and the lifestyle that we choose to live. Um, so that's really interesting. And I, I guess I didn't like think about it from that perspective because like I was very, you know, I was hearing about this as we were going through the year, but to, to hear it all kind of put together like that, I'm sure there was a lot to, to deal with. So kudos to you to keeping on top of everything in the midst of all that. That's hard. 
Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is hard. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> I appreciate that. It, it takes a certain kind of strength to, <laughs> to navigate the changing winds of real estate for sure. But I, I feel like you guys all have that quality um, and, and it's interesting to see it play out. I want to talk about um, kind of what's working right now and maybe some things that we've stopped. And I know you, you guys have kind of touched on it just in, in the stories that you're sharing, but what's working right now, Abe? What are you, what are you feeling really good about? What are you going to keep doing? Sure. Um, so what's working right now really well for me is really just a lot of one-on-one -on -one connection, like a lot of like really diving kind of into a lot of the, you know, um, the engagement part of what, especially what we learn in Market Authority Academy is just that engagement part of it. Um, and, and I think that that's what has really helped me with my sphere business quite a bit. Um, you know, is, is pulling, pulling deals from like, okay, you know, what can I do? What are the things that I can do to reach out to people, to set appointments, to get, you know, face to face with somebody to have a conversation. Um, and, and because of that, I think, um, I've, I've gotten some referrals out of it. I've gotten, you know, coffee meetings and, you know, I, I'm taking the approach right now, especially with them where it's i don't care if we're 12 months out like it doesn't matter mm -hmm. i'm here to serve you in some way um a lot of the 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 posts that i'm doing on social media that's really been kind of my focus has been how can i serve you what ways can i find to serve you whether it's helping you with something your family needs whether it's helping with something you know um, teaching you a little bit about real estate if you don't know anything about it whether it's helping you to understand what you need to and that's kind of morphed into actually um, a month from now about a month from now i'm going to be hosting my first like first time buyer seminar okay. um, so that's going to be something that i'm doing for the first time um, so, so that I think has worked probably more than anything else is just, you know, focusing on little things like just reaching out to people more through, you know, uh, for, for different reasons, birthdays, congratulations, things like that. Um, I got a really sweet message from somebody the other day. It was, uh, one of my first clients in 2021. Um, they just not only got engaged, but had a first, uh, child, her, she had her first child. And um, obviously, you 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 know you know how that feels. And so um, when I reached out to her to talk about things um, and congratulate her on all that, she wrote me back talking about how like she and her husband or her soon to be husband were just recently talking about how grateful they felt to have met me and and uh -huh. become a friend of theirs and everything. And so you know, just deepening those relationships, I think. Um, is really what has been working for me more than anything. And like I said, a lot of that is stuff that, you know, I I probably have been pretty good overall at relationships, but being part of Market Authority has really helped strengthen that understanding of how that works in this industry. That's awesome. Was there um was there a moment where you decided like this is where I need to lean into, or did it just kind of naturally start to lean more towards that way as time went on? Um, I think it just naturally started to lean into it. There, there was probably some realization last year 
when I needed to focus on like understanding listings and the seller side of things where I realized I'd kind of gotten away from it. Mm -hmm. And so there, I, I, you know, I couldn't pinpoint an exact like moment, but there was definitely, you know, probably uh, I, I, I would say in the summertime last year when I started realizing that like, I really need to start picking up the pace on strengthening those relationships and that skill. I love that. Thanks, Abe. That's so yeah. cool. Caitlin, what about you? What's working right now? What have you stopped? What are you going to keep doing? So an active lesson that I'm learning is to give myself a lot more grace than I have been. So I'm recognizing that anytime I get unnecessarily disappointed or defeated in real estate, it is because of my own spoken or unspoken expectations that I've put on myself, whether they're fair or not. <laughs> yeah. So that is an active thing that I'm cultivating. Wow. You, I just want to take a second. You worded that so well, because I know that every single real estate agent has been there where they're like, wait, is this me? Or is this like really reality? Like say more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been the biggest, that's probably the biggest active evolving lesson right now. So thank, thank you for that encouragement. Um, and the biggest thing is um, kind of what Abe said, but reaching out to people directly and being more interested in them than wanting them to ask about me. Mm-hmm. We, we all as human beings want to be heard, seen, feel special. And so I'm, I've recently shifted like outside of my small, small inner circle. These people get all of me when I need to talk about me because they're safe and they've proven that they're trustworthy. But other than that, my goal is to be more curious about other people and I'm about to reveal one of my biggest secrets, but um, I have an unspoken game. Anytime I have an interaction with someone, I want to ask more questions and I want them to talk more. And after that exchange is over, I have a box in my mind of like, okay, did I win that game or did I lose? Did I over talk or did I ask more questions? That's amazing. That's great. That ties into um, that ties into this theme that you're sharing of like really like the the growth journey that you're on is very internal, which I love. And to be able to trust the process and trust that pouring into others will come back to you is a shift into that abundance mindset that's really, really important in sales. We talk about like the commission breath and like the chasing after every lead and trying to force it to happen. And it sounds like what you've really decided is right for you is just allowing yourself to genuinely pour into others, trust the process and know that ultimately that's going to bring and attract more opportunities to you. Does that, is that, am I speaking for you or does that kind of feel authentic? That absolutely resonates. And I'll give credit to two books that you and I have talked about. And that's Go Giver. Okay. I read it twice last year and I recommend everyone, if you're going to be in this business or that's a huge one. And then The Gap and the Gain. The Gap and the Gain. That's a good one. Those two really um, opened my mind up to not be so like, well, what's in it for me? 
And it's shifted me into this, like, how can I give more than I'm going to earn and just trust the fact that that's going to come back at some point And I'm surrendered to what that has to look like. I love that. I love how much in alignment you and Abe are on your journeys right now. That's so cool. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. I'll just speak and I don't want to like cut off the time that Karen Ann's going to have, but like one of the things that, that what she said reminds me of, and you brought up the whole commission breath thing is that it's probably one of the hardest things in sales in general, regardless of whether it's in real estate or not, is to detach yourself from the transaction, from like the ultimate end of it, like to understand that, you know, I'm not here to get to closing. I'm here to serve you in some way. I'm here to help you in some way. And and it's probably one of the most difficult things for for people to do. Um, even after years of being in sales, it's difficult to do. And especially when, you know, you have put yourself in a position where maybe you've been struggling a little bit and, you know, you're really just trying to kind of get momentum and get something going. It's so hard to remember that detaching yourself from the outcome of the situation that you're in is really the best way to put everything you have into that person. And then the other thing I was going to say is that it's so funny too, about like getting other people to talk more, you know, than you talk. Cause um, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is everybody's favorite word. You know what everybody's favorite word is, right? Me. their name it's it's their own name yeah <laughs> and and so we all want to hear about ourselves we all want to be able to talk about ourselves and learning to understand that we can't do that when we're trying to serve somebody else is super important I love that I love that perspective and I agree and I think that one thing that helped trigger that for me was um one thing that I tell myself a lot just in the same vein I think that everybody just has to find a way to like build context one thing that I say a lot is our work starts at the closing table so like once we get to that closing table, that's when our work really begins because that's when it's about like cultivating that lifelong relationship. And that's where service really comes into play because it's no longer transactional work. It's those checkpoints, they both saying like, like, what's up? How, where are you in life? Where's the journey taking you? And how can I kind of provide value along the way? I love yeah, that you guys. Great. All right, Karen Ann, what's working now? What have you stopped? What are you going to keep doing? Yeah, well, I've just got to say thanks so much for having that conversation because I'm over here in the back of my head. I just had a conversation with Stephanie about um, a seller of mine. And now I feel like I've got to change my perspective here a little bit <laughs> on, <laughs> on that situation. So thank you. You make it difficult, thank don't they? <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. Sometimes they do, you know, but um but yeah, you're right. It is all about service and um, making sure that we are acting in the best um, best light for them. So thank you for that perspective. I really, truly needed to hear that today. So um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but what um, what is working and what have I stopped? So um, this year, my focus is just to continue to dial in those systems that... Um, that I've been implementing for the past couple of years. Um, my big goal is just to get better and better and better and more dialed into each of the systems so that um, it truly feels like um, it, it just truly becomes extremely habitual. A lot of what I do is already very habitual, um, but uh, I just want to dial it in further. And I just I don't want to have decision fatigue. I've got a lot going on and um, I need to just know exactly what I need to be doing every single day and exactly 
who I need to be talking to every single day. And um, so it's just all about defining those, um, those systems. Um, and so far we've done a really good job of implementing those. And I'm very excited about, you know, kind of how it's going. It doesn't feel overwhelming. It, it really feels like it's going smooth. And, and I think that that's just the magic of iterating everything that I've learned in market authority year after year after year. So, um, it's really special to just go, Oh, I can just change like just a little bit here and I can see it really improve. So, um, that, that I think, um, is something super major just to make sure that I've got everything dialed in. Uh, something new that I'm adding this year is, um, we moved into a neighborhood after living on some kind of land with not really many neighbors around. So I'm going to try my hand at farming my neighborhood Mm -hmm. and, um, like really showing up and meeting my neighbors, which I tried to do a little bit last year and, um, jumped into, um, a very dramatic HOA board, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) I like quickly removed myself from that situation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah. Um, so Anyways, I, I'm going to do, I'm going to try that. And we've kind of started a plan um, for that. And just once again, thanks to all these systems that I have implemented that really um, has been an easy transition so far. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I going to stop? What have I stopped? Um, I actually had a really good answer for this. And then I got distracted by that um, that perspective <laughs> that Caitlin, <laughs> that Caitlin had. Um So something that, um, I am going to stop doing this year is, um, I am going to stop this kind of opposite of, of you guys. Um, so like where you're like diving more into relationships and everything, but I've got to stop that a little bit. I'm an Enneagram too, and I will just give and give and give and give and give. Mm. And so I've, I've got to like, I've got to take that back. So, um, I am going to stop not having boundaries with people. <laughs> I'm going it's to like stop ultimately. giving away everything that I have for free. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that that's like my my biggest thing is I have to stop focusing on everyone else and I have to take time for myself. And there's a time and place for that. And I completely understand that. But um like I said before, I kind of feel like I lost myself. And so I have to get a little bit of that back. So with that being said, what does a really big win look like for you at the end of this year? Because um, this is a hard thing to really put a name to. It's a little bit intangible, but it's really, really important in terms of um, like like you've recognized an area of yourself and your life that needs attention, um, which kudos to you. It's, it's hard to allow yourself if you are used to being that person who's like giving, 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 it can feel so indulgent and, 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 and I hope that I'm not like projecting here, but, but it can feel indulgent to like take that energy and bring it back to you. And I think that that's a a really natural place for you to be at. Um, I love this journey for you, (laughs) but but at the end of the year, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? How does that make you feel at the end of the year? Yeah. So um, I guess in 2019, I decided to write my goals every single day 
um, out, like I had achieved them. And one of the biggest things or one of the things that I wrote, I've accomplished so many of those, which is incredible. It was like, what do you want your life to look like in five years? And I hit almost all of them. And I'm so excited about that. Um, but one thing is, um, I always wrote to myself, um, you are, um, taking care of your mental health and your physical health. You are the person that does that. And so I think that for me and bringing it all back to self-care and like mental health and physical health, that looks like making sure that, um, I am on a, like a nutrition journey. I am on a walking journey. I am um, reading a certain amount of books. And so while it's hard to put a name or a metric on kind of what I said to like bring it back to self-care, I think if I were to break that down into a couple of different things, that's that's what that looks like for me. I yeah. love that. So often when we're talking about growth, we see that curve line for business going up. And what happens over mm-hmm. time is the personal happiness curve line goes down because when yeah. we're focusing on the business and like getting to the next level, a lot of times we kind of kid ourselves that that's a season that we're in when we're just sacrificing everything to get there. And we feel like mm-hmm. that sacrifice is necessary. The sacrifice of our personal health, of our families, of our relationships. And that's why um, for so long, you you hear that more money, more problem type situation where it's like you see these people who are really successful, but they are lacking deep happiness and connection with others. And mm-hmm. one thing that I've always been really fascinated by is like, how can we have both lines going at the same time? You know, how can we make sure we're on the right trajectory in both areas? And I feel like um, one of the things that I'm just so so honored to be surrounded by you guys is is you all in your own ways are identifying what that needs to look like for you um and making sure that it's not just about like the deal and the numbers and the growth while those are super important a lot of times those are byproducts of paying attention to these areas where you guys are very invested in and i think that's so cool yeah and that oh sorry Abe. no i was gonna say actually like just something like maybe a piece of advice on that too because i understand what that's like for sure, especially like before real estate, having spent so many years in a job where I I barely took time off, I was at work 60, 70 hours a week and um, is, you know, I, I've been reading this book and this has nothing to do with, with uh, I guess, like our inner lives, I think. But I've been reading a finance book um, called I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Mm-hmm. One of the best books. If you need to know a little bit about finance and how to run your accounts and stuff, that's great. But one of his principles in that book is um, uh, what they what he calls a conscious spending plan. It's not really like a budget. It's actually a way to spend your money, not to just save it. And it includes savings. But the the interesting thing about it is one of the principles in there is what's called guilt-free spending. It's that you should set aside money that is something that you enjoy and things that you do. And I think that we have to look at things like that in our time too, not just in our finances, not just in our budget or whatever, but we have to look at that in our lives overall that like, what is guilt-free spending? And and I think that we have to be able to spend time on ourselves guilt-free. We have to give ourselves some mornings. We have to give ourselves some weekends. We have to give ourselves vacations. Like we have to be able to do those things 
and we have to do them guilt-free. We can't feel guilty about leaving. And so I think if you can take a principle like that and, and try to figure out a way to apply it to your life and understand and, and something that I learned, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to my bold crew here for Keller Williams. But one of the things that our coach in bold, um, these last couple of times that I went talked about was, um, was that he schedules his vacations out for the year and he books them, pays for them and gets them going. And obviously we can't all do that. You know, he's pretty well, uh, set in his, uh, his business and everything, but, I think the further ahead we can consider those things and do those things, the better off we are because once it's paid for, you're not saying no, you know, you're going to go on that vacation. You're going to take that weekend. You're going to do those things. So um, just, just my two cents on that for you. That's a great perspective. Thanks, Abe. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to add, I actually remembered while you were talking, Stephanie, and I think it's, I I think it kind of all goes together here. Um, The thing that I really wanted to stop doing was comparing myself to others. The only person that you can actually compare yourself to on this journey, and I've started saying it to my child so that like I'm remembering it too, is yourself. So I can only compare myself to um, myself last year or yesterday or last week, whatever it is. Um, and so I have to take that also into consideration, um, because I think that sometimes that drives you to go like, oh, I'm not doing enough. So I've got to push harder. I've got to push harder. Right. Um, and so you've got this like vision of, of like what a perfect scenario should look like similar to aid. So like, oh, it's so great to schedule your vacation out. And I love that you can take the time, but you also can't compare yourself if you can't, if you're not there yet right? You have to say, that's something that I can look to to achieve as a goal, right? Something that I can track. But um, until then, I'm okay, because I'm doing better than yesterday or last week or last year, or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's, that's a perfect segue into the next question that I had um, for the panel here on the fireside chat. Um, what does balance look like for us these days? And I think that um, I, I, I don't want you guys to feel like balance has to look any one way, right? Because depending on what season of life you're in, balance is going to look different for all of us. Like for me, I'm not in balance right now because um, I have an infant who needs to eat around the clock and I'm the only one who can do that. So it's 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 a really weird season of life that I'm in. But but I understand that it is temporary. So I want to hear from you guys what balance looks like in 2023. And if there's anything um, specifically you're doing along these lines, I feel like that kind of ties into that conversation we just had. So Abe, if you want to, if you want to lead it. Yeah, sure. I think, I mean, for me, balance has been, um, setting some boundaries when it comes to, and it's, it's still so difficult and it takes time to adjust to it, but trying to set some boundaries on when I'm using my phone, when I'm taking calls and not taking calls, um, just, just being, you know, on this for 45 minutes so far, it's like you're, you know, the phone's near, you got to set it down, turn it off, turn it, you know, <laughs> the screen can't light up. And, you know, it's so difficult because I think we're so in tune with like trying to answer things quickly. And it's another thing that I've learned that um, I, I love the phrasing of it was um, that like, it's okay to run to the urgent, but not the important. 
And there's a huge mm -hmm. difference, like when something or, or I'm sorry, the opposite way, it's run to the important, not the urgent, because yeah. something that's important requires more attention than something that somebody might just feel is urgent. Um, and I think that it's, it's hard to really get used to that. So, so finding, finding some balance and working towards balance in, in my, my free time like that, um, you, you know, probably one of the most successful, uh, things that I have, uh, uh, I guess in my, my like overall plan of what I do, things I send out my successful, my most successful newsletter so far was actually a digital version of my letter of the heart. And there was the last one that I did, um, uh, almost three months ago now. So I'm getting ready to do another one, but it was all about travel and it was all about the experience that we had in Hawaii last year. And, that that trip and just writing that letter even just writing it just taught me a lot about what my life needs to look like and so for me finding balance this year in in traveling um doing things and and it doesn't have to be extravagant hawaii was a little bit over the top um it turns out we're actually planning a trip uh now to barcelona um mm -hmm. so it's going to be extravagant but it's not all going to look like that and and that one is probably going to mean that we're not going to travel quite as much uh the rest of the year until maybe the holidays or something but at the very least, we know that, hey, this is what is our passion outside of just living everyday life, right? These are the things that, you know, uh, we want to do in our free time. And so finding the balance to uh, manage those things and to provide that for both my wife and I is something that I'm really, really looking forward to and just working hard to make sure that I find that that balance in. I love that, Abe. Ooh, Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe France too. We'll see. It depends. <laughs> hey, dare to dream. I think that would yeah. be sweet. I <laughs> and I and I selfishly want to see all the pictures and Instagram posts <laughs> of a trip like that. Sure. <laughs> I love that, Caitlin. Caitlin, what is it looking like for you this year? Indeed. <clears throat> Excuse me if my voice wants to work. Okay. Um, I also love Spain. So, Abe, I will be reaching out about Spain. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, so it's funny, a segue into this is um, people talk about their word of the year and I totally wasn't gonna do that this year. And then it just came to me and it's been in my face since, and that's present. Mm. So to be present. And I love what you said, because I'm recognizing we chase and we talk about work-life balance, but the truth is they're never completely even for an extended period of time, if they're ever even. And I'm recognizing that I've been in very much a driving season for the last year to try to get my business into the acceleration that it's in. And I'm thankful for that. But my mom actually had a recent, we'll call it an intervention. And she said, well, what about Kelton? And I was like, we're fine. It's my husband. And um, anyway, long story short, it, it put it more on my radar of focusing on my why. And that is Kelton. And he has supported me so well behind the scenes. Like there are so many times I literally wouldn't have eaten breakfast, lunch, or dinner if he wasn't bringing it to me in my office. So just the biggest honor to my husband, but my goal this year is our time is my number one priority. And if I have to lose business because there's a lack of respect that I choose my husband over the rest of the world, respectfully, someone else is supposed to serve you. 
and I bless that journey. Um, and then the other big one for me is horses. That has evolved. So if you remember a little over a year ago on one of our coaching calls, I had the epiphany of I'm going to reward myself with horse time after every closing. And that was going to be how I celebrated. Long story short, I have been gifted my dream barn with if I had chased that horsey dream of mine in the direction that I wanted it to go. This new friend of mine is me if I had pursued that business with the resources available like I literally such a gift so that has put it back on my radar that not only do I have good safe knowledgeable horse people in my life again but I'm a fit I've officially started a savings account for my horse and I'm determined to own by the end of 2023. Ooh. That's awesome. So that feels super lofty but that if you look at my resume um over the years every decision I've ever made in my life is to get me closer to horses and I'm tired of having excuses for not having them yet. Wow. Oh my gosh that is so cool. You know what I love about that um is you are being very intentional about understanding the kind of lifestyle you want your business to support not the other way around. Yeah. It's it's so easy to sit in that like chasing, feeling like you can't get there. But now it's just a matter of if it doesn't support that someone, I wish I knew who to give credit to, but someone said, what would future you do in this situation? Situ like in the moment, what would the person you want to be? How would they respond or handle this situation? And future me would have at least one day a week dedicated to go see their horse oh. at least one day. And so now I've got, um, that's one thing I wish I had done last year is have a rest day, unless there's just some big red flag fire that has to be addressed. Wednesdays are my personal day. That's when I'm meeting friends with no other motive. That's when I get my horse time. That's, that is if I want to work out longer. And I think that's as far as balance, just kind of kind of what Karen Ann said, which I had the biggest respect for that because we do need to do that. It is important to serve, but we need a place to pour out of from overflow, not out of an empty cup. I love that. Yep. That's so cool. Thanks, Caitlin. Okay, Karen Ann, your turn. Well, I've talked a lot about self-care at this yeah. point. <laughs> so that was actually my Lord of the Year. Um, and so kind of what that looks like. And I think for me, it's going to be a little bit about doing more instead of less. And just hear me out here. So um, like more water, right? Like more outside time, more time with my family, um, more time focused on like similar to what Caitlin said, focus on the things that are important to me. You know, I've gotten to this place where I just like, am so tired and I'm just like, want to sit there and like just scroll or something, you know, because like, I just need some, something mindless. And I've decided that like, that doesn't serve me at all. It actually stresses me way out to get online and, and, and scroll. So I've started taking the time to like, Oh, I could sit here and do this for 30 minutes or I could go organize 
um, you know, a closet in my room or like I had never, we've lived in this house for over a year, never unpacked my kids' books. We do go to the library. Don't worry. They were reading. Um, (laughs) but, um, I never unpacked their books. And so I did that this weekend and it took 30 minutes. It was not painful at all. And now they're easily going to grab them instead of trying to turn on a screen, which I say is a win in my book. Um, and so I think adding more of just like the things that, um, that are important, right? Like if it's not serving this why or this goal, then, then I'm not going to do it. And then, um, something else that I think is really helping with balance is, um, recently kind of discovering this organizational situation that I have in my head and like creating these, uh, really cool workflows. And I'm just, I'm just really super into that. And I get into a flow state. And I think that that's um, really what it what I'm focused on is getting into that flow state. I love that. So doing more of just what feels good, and allowing that to contribute to like that bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so good, you guys. Okay. I feel like I could keep talking to you guys all day long. This topic is fascinating. And I feel like we all kind of like ended up grouping into kind of a common theme, which is really cool. Um, uh, to to end, I want to just end by doing a quick roundtable of like in, in a couple words, um, you know, maybe a piece of advice for anyone listening, or maybe even a piece of advice to yourself for last year. Um, let's, let's end with just like some parting words. Um, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Abe, kick it off. Yeah. So um, I, Caitlin mentioned like word of the year, and, and I actually had two words of the year for myself, and I don't usually do words of the year. So this was actually a new thing for me to kind of think about. And, and um, those two words are purpose and intent. And if, if I could give advice to anybody, it's to find, find your purpose and do everything that you do with intent. Be intentional about the the things that you choose to do. Um, you know, Karen Ann said she's going to be doing more of these things. Those are those are intentional. Those are things that are going to contribute to her her life becoming better, her time being more free, um, and the self care that she talked about. Um, you know, so so for me, finding purpose this year, uh, the intention behind every action that I take, every you know decision that I make in my business in my personal life. Um, those are the things that I think are going to really kind of push me where I want to go this year. And, um, you know, it's, it's because the, the focus of those two words is almost like, um, I don't know, like a, like a GPS, basically. It's like the, you know, you have this destination you want to hit and, you know, driving with purpose and driving with intent are the things that are going to get you there, basically. And that's that's the way I see things for myself. And I think that that's something that anybody can take in and really, you know, um, take those values and, and put them to work, basically, for themselves. So you're true north. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thanks, Abe. Caitlin, your turn. So mine's going to be short and sweet and it (laughs) ties into the be present and it is just to be a hundred percent on. If you are with your family, be with your family. If you are working, 
give it everything you can on behalf of your clients and the industry. So that would be mine. There's also um, just a bonus tip in that regard. There are, if you have an iPhone, there are settings now that you can fully customize for work, personal, do not disturb or sleep. That has been a game changer for me. So if it's in work mode, now my husband's on all four, but <laughs> if I'm in work mode, if we are, if you're an agent and we're not in a transaction or you are not a mentor of mine, if you are not a client of mine or a business ally, you can't reach me during the time I have that setting on. And same thing with personal. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Thank you, Caitlin. Very tactical too. <laughs> okay, Karen Ann, your turn. Okay. So mine's going to be a little bit more reflective. So um, I want you to kind of think about the person that you want to be. Just like truly think about it, similar to kind of what I was saying with my goals. Think about who you want to be and then show up as that person. Just mm -hmm. plain and simple, you know? I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because for reality to actually like reflect that, you have to be that person now. So a lot of times um, what I love about that, Karen Ann, is like, oh, I'll I'll rest when I'm making this much money or I'll take that vacation when, when the business is doing this or I'll do this when, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll be able to when, but so often, and I think that's a common thing that we've all kind of honed in on today is, is understanding that in order to produce really cool results, it's got to start here. It's got to start with us and it's got to start with having absolute clarity on what drives us on what we need in the season and allowing ourselves to, to reach that because anybody can talk about the metrics. Anybody can talk about strategies, but if you're listening to this, you know what you need to be doing. <laughs> like you probably know what you should be doing. You know what prospecting works for you. Um, you know that you need to be taking action, but more often than not, there's something in your way keeping you from taking that next step. And it's a lot of what we've discussed here. So I want to acknowledge the three of you. Um, and thank you so much for sharing, sharing your story and what that looks like for you now. Um, I think that these, this conversation is a critical missing piece in this industry. Um, so I'm, I'm just really grateful that you guys were, were open, willing to be open and, and kind of share a little bit of, um, what growth looks like to you in this season. And I'm just the luckiest girl in the world to be able to, um, be aligned by awesome people like you guys. I would say the same thing about all three of us that we're so lucky to also be aligned with you and be part of what you have done for agents and for, for not just agents, but people, because we are people, not just agents. <laughs> so mm -hmm. thank you as well, Stephanie. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you yeah. guys. Absolutely. So that conversation kind of went a different way than I expected, but in the best way possible. This is the kind of conversation that I dreamed of bringing to the industry when I started this podcast, and I want to thank Abe, Caitlin, and Karen Ann for being so generous with their time and stories. Aren't they incredible? This is exactly what I had in mind when starting the Market Authority brand as a real estate agent who just saw a huge disconnect in coaching, mentoring, and systems that real estate agents actually needed to be successful. And I always say that I am the luckiest girl in the world because I get to do what I love with my real estate team here in Phoenix. I get to teach what I love with Market Authority and all with the people that I love here at home and from afar. Again, if you want to learn more about the Market Authority Academy and how this program is different from all the others, the details to book a call with my team can be found in the show notes. I can't wait to see your name pop up on our calendars. 
Thank you so much for tuning in, not just to this episode, but to the other 100 episodes that we have put out there. The audience being you is the number one goal of who we're thinking of when we are creating these episodes and these conversations and sharing these ideas. And I just really want to take a moment to thank you for being there. I know that there are so many different kinds of podcasts and things that you could be listening to on your downtime or when you're driving in between showings or maybe when you're getting ready in the morning. I don't know, those are when I listen to podcasts, so I'm just assuming maybe you're the same. But I really want to thank you for choosing this show as part of your listening queue. I really appreciate it. Till next time, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.